Hey, hey, this is the Amy Williams Show, the motivational Christian podcast for women. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I'm here to talk about all things life, God, love, and business. Whether you need inspiration and motivation in your personal life or a swift kick in the big girl pants for your business, you've come to the right place. As your podcast host and your podcast coach, I'm here to help you. No matter what you're going through in life, you are not alone. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. This is your host, Amy Williams. In today's episode, I have an amazing featured guest for you guys. Her name is Dawn Scott Damon. She's pastor, author, speaker, and freedom coach. And we are super excited. Not only is she just a pastor, she's our pastor at our church. So hi, welcome. Hey, it's good to be with you. Hope everything's going well over there in the Williams household. Oh yeah, we're we're doing fine, you know. Yeah, uh, we do miss we do miss being in the church building with you. That that has been a hard adjustment, one of the hardest out of all of it. It's been difficult for a lot of people. You know, we're a faith family. We're not just people that come together. We are a family, a community, and yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so it's been hard. It's been difficult. I think it, you know, it's nice when you talk about, you know, all the connections and the the virtual things that we can do now. Like, it's still nice being able to have church in my living room, but it's not the same. You know, I was doing Thursday morning Bible studies. I'm missing my Bible study girls. This is like my whole everything, you know, and I'm not alone in that. I know everybody else is too, but. Yeah, well, all of our routines and our normal and everything that we're used to, that kind of brings us stability and security. That's just all blown up. So we're doing our best, like you said, and God is good. We're going to all make it through it. We have an amazing future ahead of us. I truly believe that. We're going to come out of it. We'll be stronger. We'll be better. And hopefully we'll be smarter. <laughs> I know. I think we, uh, my husband, Chan and I, I think we've been talking quite a bit just about how like the government wasn't ready for this many people to file unemployment. The system's not ready. And then I'm like, yeah, but we weren't ready either. I mean, like our savings wasn't enough. Our, you know, like going over our budget was like, and we weren't prepared for this. And so many others are right there, you know. So I think we can all learn something from this. Absolutely. Um, But I want to talk more about that future that you were talking about. So let's let's go to that. Let's get a little background um, from you so people can get to know you a little bit. um, And then we'll we'll talk about that. Our futures. Sounds wonderful. So uh, you want me to share a little bit about myself and who I am? Yeah. Well, by the way, it's good to meet all of you, everybody who's listening today. Thanks so much for being a part of this and this podcast. And a little bit about me. Well, you mentioned it in the beginning, but what you didn't say is that I am a wife. I've been married for, I'm in my ninth year of my marriage and I love, I got a hunk of hunk of burning love. So that's awesome. I love me some husband, but um, I'm also a mom. I have three children. I have two stepchildren. And so I have five kids and then my three are all married. So that makes eight kids and those wonderful eight kids have given us 11 grandchildren. So we do, we have a full household. So I, first of all, feel like I'm a mentor and a pastor and a mom and a coach to my family. That's my first tribe. 
And then I really feel like God has called me to, you know, continue to minister and to be a voice and to coach and to help as many people, specifically women. I love the women to coach and help as many people as possible on this earth while my time is here. I come from um, a broken household, if you will, as a child growing up. I am a survivor of childhood trauma. And that certainly has shaped me. And when I say trauma, I'm not trying to be mystical. It was it was a childhood molestation on a regular basis and some abuse. So that definitely shaped me and informed the way that I see life and the lens that I see life. And then I went through my young adulthood healing from that and learning and interpreting what what that meant and some of the false beliefs that I had and the lies that I had, that web um, and some of the distorted thinking. And so a lot of years of healing and growing and then schooling and going through ministry school and um, so that I could be ordained as a minister and a pastor and a leader. So that's, you know, a little bit, a very quick bit about me. And um, that's what I love doing. No, I think you're amazing at it. <laughs> I like how you just like totally skim off the top of everything. Like let's just do, you know, zoom right through it all. Um, <laughs> I can do a deeper dive if you want. We, we could, we might have to have you on again. I know that we've had Pastor Julian. You guys were a co-team. Um, I know yeah. that we had him on a second time, so we might have to do that for you too. So maybe we can get more like in that deeper dive. All right. So let's talk about um, future. Yeah, absolutely. So what we were talking about, and I did kind of skim over it fast, but as a result of going through childhood sexual abuse, I came out with that with, with some decisions that I had to make. I could either be a victim the rest of my life. I could go through life pointing the finger and blaming other people and making excuses for myself. Or I could say, all right, you know what, this happened to me, but if God allowed it, then it's going to happen for me. And I'm not saying that there's, that there's, that God was the author of sexual abuse. I don't believe that for one minute. We live in a fallen world and sinful people make sinful choices that hurt other people. But I believe that God said, in his sovereignty, Don, if you'll trust me, this won't crush you, it won't destroy you, it won't end you, but instead it will launch you into the plan and calling that I have for your life. So yes, there was a resiliency that was built up in my heart and my spirit. There was a tenacity that came over my life that said, I don't want to go through life being that broken, wounded soul. I don't want to have all the coping skills. Many women who have been abused and men as well develop so many strategies for living life out of a wounded place. They, we have what we call body armor, where they armor up with difficulties in weight and health and nutrition. They develop the, the tough girl syndrome where anger is the only thing that you meet in that with that person when you first meet them and their, their rage or their cynicism or their criticism, or they're very shy and very timid and very scared and people pleasers. And there's so many strategies that we use, but I just began to pray and seek God and said, Lord, because I was a believer, I did have faith. I was mad at God for a whole bunch of time. But when I came out of that and when I really felt like I'm radically surrendered my life, 
gave my life to God. And by the way, if you don't know him, if you just know religion, I'd really encourage you to, to meet Jesus, but it just changed my life. And so I started praying. I just prayed and prayed. I said, Lord, I want to be healthy. I want to be whole. I want to be a light. I want to be used of you. I want to turn this episode around and I want to make it for your good. And so I began to discover some key principles that would help me live the best life that God wants me to live. They're not the only ones. There's many things, but but that's what I was talking to you about um, earlier this evening. So if you want, we can kind of just go through some of those things. The first thing that I would, and, I, and I'm not going to say that these are um, in any specific order necessarily, but if you want to be successful in life and you want your life to count, the first thing that I would just say is don't compare. Or if we want to make it positive, do remember not to compare. <laughs> just live, <laughs> I like that one. Right? Live your life. Because um, God has called us to run a race. And I know that in race, if the runners look side to side or look behind them to see where everyone else is and how everyone else is doing, ultimately they're going to trip up and they're going to fall and they're going to lose their own race. But we just mm -hmm. need to live our life and not compare ourselves, not compare our finances, not compare our looks, not compare our life's events or our opportunities, because really when you compare, it can only lead to unhappiness or haughtiness. You're, you're going to find out that there are a lot of people doing better than you. And so therefore I feel depressed and I feel ripped off. I feel unhappy. Or we're going to find out that, um, you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm doing better than most people. And doesn't that just lead to self-righteousness and pride and feeling feeling good about myself. So not, neither one of those extremes are healthy for us and neither one are, are good for us. And so I just learned that I'm not going to compare myself. Comparison leads to jealousy. It leads, it leads to competitiveness. It leads to, like I said, depression because we don't measure up or, or honestly, we get confused about what it is that we're supposed to be doing. I remember, remember in my young adulthood, just trying to figure out who I am, who I, what am I good at? What do I really like? And I had some great mentors, some strong mentors, but you could always tell who was my mentor as I progressed through life because I would act just like them. I would talk just like them. I was like a yeah. little mini me, you know? Yeah. And I think I've done the same thing too. Like it happens. It happens. And I guess it's natural. You know, there's th worse things, especially if your mentor is a, is, is a powerful, beautiful, God-honoring woman. In fact, Paul even says it in the New Testament. He says, whatever you see in me, I want you to do this. And so there's some really good things about that. But at a point in time, I became confused about what am I like? What, how would Dawn lead? Not how would she lead or how would she do it, but how would Dawn do it? And so... It took me a while. I was in my 40s before I started to really become comfortable in my own skin and figure out who I am and how, how do I do it and what's natural for me. So at some point, yes, follow mentors, chase after people who are doing 
what you feel called to do and doing it better, but stay out of the comparison trap. It will really stall you. Mm. And so true. So true. So true. I've said it in, in many episodes, the comparison is a killjoy. And it, it worries me right now about um, how much time everyone's spending on social media, because sure. that's where a lot of comparison is going to come from. And it's like, just turn it off. It's, I'm guilty of it too. You know, I can see, oh, well, they've got more followers than me, or they've got, they're getting more engagement on this post or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, you know, this podcast only came out like two weeks ago and they already have more downloads than me or whatever, you know, like there's so many things that you, you can get sucked in really fast because it's all available at your fingertips. Right. That's right. And if you're not at your core, very confident in who you are and what God has called you to do, it can disrupt. And when we compare and we feel like we're not doing as well as there's a sense of the insecurity or feeling threatened that I'm not adequate, I'm not good enough, I'm not loved enough. And so it's just a slippery slope, right? It's just a trap. And I would definitely say stay out of the comparison trap because your worthiness is not based on any earthly thing. It is not based on how many likes you have or loves you have. Your worthiness, your value, of course, is based on who God created you to be. He says you're 100% worthy, always valuable. So we want to stay away from the comparison. The next uh, do, let's, let's keep it positive. I like the, that. An, another do to living your best life, of course, it has to be do reach for your dreams and your goals. You, you must go after that thing that keeps you up at night and wakes you up early in the morning and gets you jazzed and juiced and amped and that that you just are passionate about, like you doing podcasting. It doesn't matter where you fall in the line of who's doing what. What matters is that you're following your dream and that you're doing the thing that makes you passionate and is brings you joy. And as a result, then brings other people joy because what comes from the heart is going to touch the heart. And so mm-hmm. you do want to reach for your dreams and your goals. And, um, you know, um, Amy, I'll tell you, I think there are two statements that our, that are equally false, I believe. And one, one statement is you won't amount to anything. We, that is such a lie. And yet so many people that I've counseled or coached, talked to even in the ministry, they can be 40, 50, 60, 30, whatever the age, but I was always told I wouldn't amount to anything. That is a lie from the pit of hell, most often given to you at a young age, designed to destroy the very beauty that's within you and usually comes from a place of envy or someone who was hurt and they see your beauty and they want to shut it down. So that's a lie. But the second thing that's a lie also, and we need to be careful about is you can be anything you want to be. We got to be careful with that statement too. I think what we mean to say is you can be anything that God has called you to be or anything that God has gifted you to do. Never quit, never settle, reach, reach, reach. But there are some things that maybe we're not wired to do. And so we don't want to be disappointed because these false statements can really set us up for failure. The truth is you can be everything 
God has called you to be. And there is greatness inside each and every one of us. And so that's, that's one thing I'd like to say. When you reach for what you, what you know God has called you to, that's where you want to dream big. You want to get out of the box. You want to believe God for amazing things. He says, I can do more than you can imagine, think, dare to ask. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm over here just taking notes. I yeah. feel like I'm in church, so this is really fun for me. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm preaching. Okay. Here's the here's the point one, point two. Here's my my lies, my one and two, making all my bullets. I'm just listening. You can keep on going because you are you're doing. I'm just nodding along. I'm hoping okay. that whoever's listening is nodding like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Because because we're telling the truth, right? Yeah, you are absolutely. I think everything you've said so far is super super easy for me to go. Yep, you know, I mean, both lies I've been told. Like you won't maybe not in those exact words of right. you won't amount to anything, but right. Oh, you, you're not gonna be able to do that. Like you're not going to make any money doing that. Or you're not going to with a lot of different things. Cause I've done a lot of different things, you know, career wise. Um, so yeah. hearing that, um, you know, but knowing like, yeah, that's a lie. And, and, Oh, you know, when you're little, you can be anything you want to be. Oh, right. Like we mean yeah. that when we say that, like I've said that to my kids, you can be anything you want to be as long as you work for it, you know? Um, I don't think that usually comes from like a negative space, but, but hearing you say it's like, yeah, that makes sense, you know, because it's, you can be anything you want to be, but you've got to go the right direction. Yeah. And and I think we both know what, what we're trying to say, like, like basically I'm, I I can't be a soul singer because, well, I, (laughs) don't have that gift. Now I am a singer, but it comes like, it comes out of my mouth like opera. And I just wish that it didn't, but that's how it comes. That's how it is. That's how God gave it to me. So what's encoded in my DNA, what's given to me is is that I would love to be a painter. I can learn, I can grow, I can get paint. And I've done that, but I don't have the natural gift and ability. So there are some things that you can, you can learn anything, but the sweet spot is going to be the thing that God gave you the gifting, mm-hmm. the passion, you know, the skill and the ability. And then when you wrap it up in the education, man, you just, you, you, you're ignited to find what makes you smile and discover what you want to march with, with a poster, you know, figure out what's inside of you that just really makes you passionate and what you're skilled at. And also what people are drawn to you about, what they'll ask you about, they may convene to you and they might pick your brain. And that's a clue to you about what other people see inside of you. There's a treasure in you. It might be laying dormant, but it's in you. And so I do believe that we should reach for that. And I, and I believe, so for me, I don't know, maybe this is true of you too, but I'm also a podcaster, but I've been doing radio for years. But when I was little, I got a little tape recorder with a little microphone and I started interviewing everybody on this little recorder. I've been doing commercials in my bathroom mirror since I was four I was leaving clues about what I was called to. I was called to media. I was called to communicate. Mm 
need to be out front. So, you know, I have, like I told you earlier, I have 11 grandchildren and it's fun for me at this vantage point now, not in the thick of it when I was parenting, I could see it, but not as well as I can see it now, kind of up here in this this bird's eye view, watching their different personalities coming out and being able to say to my daughters, you know, pay attention to that right there because that is a gift. Not everybody has that. And we, my, I have a grandson, Nico, who, who's five and his closet is color coordinated. His underwear are all organized for the day of the week and he's five. His shoes are lined up and his bed is made every morning. He's an early riser and he wants to journal and do devotions with my daughter at 5.30 in the morning. His bed is made at 5.30 when he gets out of bed. Okay. Clearly, hmm. this is a different kind of child than, we, than the second one. Does she one. understand that that's not normal? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She, she does because her second son named Easton is is a holy terror from the moment he's up dancing. He's singing, he's jumping up and down. If you put up a a camera or a phone for him, Nico will move to the side. He doesn't really want to perform, but Easton will jump up and go, "Ah!" you know, so good. Like that's not fair. If she gets two of those, I know you can't get two, (laughs) two bed makers. You can't, you can't. It's not fair. Right. But you know what? We just learned that we can't compare. So, Hey, you know, But yeah, so do reach for those dreams and and goals. And then, you know, then don't, what does the reach mean? What does that mean? It means that I'm going to have faith in, in my, what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling and what I'm sensing is bubbling up out of me. I'm going to spend time with, which is my next, which is the next thing that I learned in life is that I do need to make a plan. And what, what I understood is after I began to identify what I feel I'm called to and what I'm good at and what I love doing, the next thing I noticed was if Satan couldn't shut it down or he couldn't blind me to it or deafen me to it, and I actually did discover what I'm supposed to do with my life, then he wanted to disrupt or distract or derail me from ever achieving it. And there's nothing for a, a personality like mine known as the achiever, if, you're, um, if you know the Enneagram or whatever, but there's nothing more frustrating for me than to know what I want to do, have a desire to do it, and be hindered from it because of obstacles and disorganization and life. But we can still make a plan. We can plan to have a plan. We can say, okay... I can't do it right now, but uh, one of the podcasts that I just did is how to make re-entry into your world, and we talked about starting, baby-stepping our way back to routine. Yeah, all right, nobody's going to school, or this or that is happening. Okay, I'm going to start setting my alarm at six like we used to. We are going to get up and have breakfast. We are going to have exercise time. We're going to get back in our schedules. So that part hasn't shifted for me. I'm still up early in the morning. So that's my only alone time. <laughs> yes. Um, I, okay. We're still doing bedtime. We're still like, I'm like, I'm not falling in that trap. Um, once job. in a while we'll do like a little bit later bedtime, but it just, it throws everybody in a bad mood. And I'm like, I can't deal with that on top. <laughs> on top of everything <laughs> else, right? Yeah. I mean, we had this conversation, me and the kids last night because they kind of had a meltdown and 
you know, um, they just miss their friends. And I, and I get it. I'm like, yeah. I know I miss you being able to be with your friends. <laughs> and I miss mine too. Um, but I just, I told him, I said, what can you control? Right. What are the things you can control? You can control how you treat others that are in this house with you, you know, yes. and we just kind of had that conversation a little bit, but man, um, that just goes back to that, you know, what part of the routine. So we can control what time we're waking up. We can control what time we're going to bed. We can control what we're eating or what we're exercising or how much TV we're watching. So it was a good little mini life lesson. <laughs> it is so good. And you know, you, you brought up the power of choice. This is where we have control or what the domain of our choosing can live because we can emerge out of this time better off. We can, we can have met goals. We could have read those books. We could have accomplished those writing, those content building moments that we need. We could have started a new book. We could have lost weight. We could have um, got a new cleaning our house routine. Many things that we, we could establish during this time. So I believe that planning, well, the Bible tells us in the Proverbs that steady plotting, this is in the living version, but the NIV will say the plans of the diligent lead to success or the living Bible, steady plotting brings prosperity, just steady baby stepping brings what you. What verse is that? Do you know? I believe it's Proverbs 21. I love that verse. I, I know I've heard it before, but just, just putting it into this context is a little different, you know? Yeah. It feels differently. Cause it's like, okay, baby stepping in. And, and yeah. sometimes I, I know Tony Robbins calls it a massive action plan or a map. And so when we talk about our life, I'm here today. I want to be there. Here's the gap. What's the plan? Mm -hmm. Steps. What's the steady plotting that I need to do between here and there? And we can accomplish it a year from today. We can have met certain goals where some others that don't plan might say, yeah, I've always wanted to do that. No, I don't know that you've always wanted to do that. Because if you really wanted to do it, you would have put some goals in place to accomplish it. So mm. that hits a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, we got um, number four. Number four, do. Okay. Number four, do. I, I would say do rehearse your daily blessings. Be grateful, right? Gratitude is so important. The reality is God's been good to you. And that's a fact. And it, and it may not feel true to us at times, but I bet if we look around us and we go inside of our heart that we will find several things to be thankful for. You know, do you have eyes that see? This last week I went to an eye doctor exam, um, have some challenges in my eyes and found out that I had a tear in my retina. And if I hadn't gone, we almost canceled it because of the COVID and all that. But, you know, I do care for my eyes and she was able to um, laser it up and I had a procedure right there, which hurt by the way. But anyway, um, I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you that I didn't get my appointment canceled. If you have ears that are hearing this podcast right now, you can be thankful. If you have a car, if you have lodging, if you have 
family that's healthy, if you're not COVID positive, if you are COVID positive and you lived through it, if you got a warm blanket, if you got food to eat, we have so many things to be gr- grateful for. Mm-hmm. And so if you really want to be successful, you really need to develop a mindset of gratitude that we go through life not looking at what's wrong, but go through life looking at what's beautiful, what's right, finding that silver lining, adjusting our thinking, reframing things. You know, I'm not saying Pollyanna. Yeah, I see what's wrong, but I'm going to thank God in the midst of what's wrong for who he is and Mm. his control of my life and just develop that habit of gratitude. Absolutely. I love that. I love that idea, that concept of just you know, especially right now, you can sit here and go, holy cow, there is so much wrong with so many things. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I I think I've posted it on my Facebook page a number of times. Just I'm trying to focus on the best things that are coming from this. And for, for us, the best thing is the amount of family time, whether it could be good, bad, arguing, yelling, screaming, fighting, whatever. I don't care what it is. We're spending it together (laughs) and they're getting like some serious dad time because he's never, ever, ever home near this amount. They're playing. We're doing softball. We're doing this when it's nice out. It's been yucky last couple of days, but the the amount of dad time, I'm like, I never got that much. My dad owned his own business. He was gone all the time. I got like little chunks of a day from him and what they're getting. I'm like, we went for a walk. I'm like, this is never going to happen in our lives again. It better not. Um, but this, this amount of time that you're getting with your kids is a gift. And we just have to focus on that as hard as everything else is. If we just focus on this and yes. what we can control, like right. it's, it just changes it. I'm like, if you can pour into your kids right now and play basketball and do this and do, you know, like they're never going to get this much time from you ever again. The most we're going to get is a one week vacation at a time. Right. Well, it's definitely a beautiful season. Yes, I agree. This is definitely that right there, which you said, because as I said, my children and my grandkids, they're all experiencing that with their families too. Mm -hmm. And they're having a beautiful uh, memories. And, you know, sometimes we say this statement, we're going to laugh about this later. And I learned if we can laugh about it later, we can laugh about it now. And I'm not talking about COVID, but I'm talking about, you know, the child just dropped the milk on the floor and somebody slipped in it and now we got white footprints going through the fl- whatever it is if we're gonna laugh about it later we can laugh about it now but let's mm-hmm. just let's just say yeah you keep that perspective like we didn't just say goodbye to our dad and never see him again he's here he's in our home mm-hmm. we're healthy we're whole and yeah. um, and I know there's a lot of pain right now there's a lot of people who I have some friends, their father died of COVID and they couldn't say goodbye to him because they couldn't be there. They couldn't go to the hospital. They couldn't travel. And so those are, those are sad things. So we have a lot to be thankful for. And, mm-hmm. and that kind of leads me into the next thing. It's, it's similar, but it's different. And I really believe in the, the power of positive affirmations. So do recite your affirmations. And I think those affirmations are about who we are, and our abilities and the great future that we have in front of us and they should be part of our daily confession. So I think so often people, they curse themselves with their tongue. Maybe they wake up in the morning and they're like, oh, I had a horrible night and negative right away or I can't do anything right. Oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. Like, hello, stupid. You're so fat. You're so ugly. 
we curse ourselves so much. Stop with that. Those critical and untrue statements should never be found on the tongue of a powerful person like you, me, and anyone listening, right? So we need to rid ourselves of that and get rid of that I can't do attitude and start the positive affirmations that do line up with the word of God. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. I can do. And if we'll, if we'll do that, I, I thank you, God, today I'm strong. I thank you, Lord, that I'm blessed and highly favored. I thank you, Lord, you meet all my needs today. God, I thank you for an amazing day today, not because I'm just going to sit by, but because I'm going to create it to be amazing. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for, you know, the, the good news that's coming my way today or powerful affirmations are just really incredible. Yes. The power of your tongue. I love all of your points. I want to recap them really quick, just in sure. case somebody was taking notes and missed something. Number one is do remember not to compare. Number two, do reach for your dreams and goals. Number three, do make a plan. Number four, do rehearse your daily blessings. And number five, do recite your positive affirmations. Those yeah. are all really good, really good. So we're going to do those five things so that we can all live our best life. But Amen. I think it, it makes it when I just listen, like, oh, yeah, that's easy. Okay, that's great. Um, some of those are going to be a lot harder to do than others, especially on a daily basis. Sometimes that doesn't come natural to us. I write those down. So you can see this, your, your, your audience won't, but you see my vision board right there, mm -hmm. right next to me. And if I were to take this into another room, you'd see the things that I've written on the mirror and you would see my manifesto uh, taped in my closet. And I call it my can I festo because I can. And so, you know, I just put it around my house. And so if I'm, if I'm struggling at some point, I can look at this and I can say, no, wait, wait a minute. I said, I'm looking to have the best year ever, 2020. So God, I look yep. forward to great things in 2020. All right. So how can we um, keep in touch with you? We never talked about your book. So let's quick, quickly. Well, so I'm an author of uh, my fifth book is coming out here this fall, but you can see all of those books at amazon.com backslash author backslash Dawn Scott Damon. So I've written some books for women who have gone through sexual abuse. I've written for men who are married to a woman who is a survivor and he had no clue what he was getting into when he married her. And it's kind of got a special needs wife on his hands in certain areas. And I've written, my latest book is called The Freedom Challenge, 60 Days to Untie the Cords That Bind You. And it's a 60 day challenge to be in the word of God but specifically scriptures that will set you free from the cords that tie us up. So 60 days to untie those cords every day, looking at an area of bondage that may be in our life and how to untie that cord. So, and then the, we're, the freedom challenge for men will be out this fall. Oh, so find excited for that one. Yeah, we are too. My husband's helping me do that. And uh, I just sent the manuscript yesterday. Back to the editor going, whoo, 
Hallelujah. I know it'll come back like a bad penny. They always do, but <laughs> some more, some more this or that, but it felt so good to get it out the door. It's, it's out the door. That's, that's the step in the right direction, right? I'm just so thankful and grateful for your time and for you coming on. I really do appreciate it. I know that we talked about this months and months ago and I'm like, you know what? We just need to get this done. Let's do this. So yes. I so appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on. I just, you're doing awesome. Your podcast is amazing. It's doing so well and your guests have been so great. So keep going, girl. Thank you. Well, now you get to be on that list of my great guests. I had some pretty awesome guests and I've got some more really good ones lined up. I'm, I'm excited. That's been, that's been honestly my favorite part is so far just the connections that get made. Um, it's crazy. It's so fun though. The reach that a a podcast can have, um, with the global aspect is, it's a, it's still mind boggling to me that I'm, you know, people are listening to me in different parts of the world that I've never been, my hands and feet have never been, but my voice has, that just is so cool to me. Beautiful. I love it. You know, um, I've got a a guest that's going to be coming on from the UK. I'm like, I'm, there's no way I would have ever met or connected with that person had it not been for podcasting. So Great. it's fun. It's so fun. So fun. Good job. It's just awesome. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was good to be with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Amy Williams show. I'd love for you to join the Amy Williams show on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok using the handle at the Amy Williams show and on Twitter at the AW show. If you want to learn how to start your own podcast, the multiple ways to monetize it, leverage it, and maximize your influence, then join the private Facebook group at the International Podcast Coaching Network. Can't wait for you to join and get connected with like-minded women using their zone of genius to speak to the world. Before you go, the biggest compliment you can give to The Amy Williams Show is leaving a review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or on the Stitcher app for Android. It means so much to me, and I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Have a blessed day.